Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. And we're live. Steve, we're live. Wait, are you trying to start the show right now? The show has started. For which episode? For, obviously, this episode. Keeping it evergreen. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm excited for the show. That Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which one we're talking about yet. Maybe something called Show Down. Ooh. Oh, greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman Beyond. <laughs> oh, cool no. Boy podcast. I don't like this already. I'm Ballard. You know, this was a good episode, so I don't want this to be your, like, I'm making silly, stupid vo- episodes, uh, stupid voices episode. What's your name? What's your fucking name? This is, my name is, I don't want you to fuck this up. <laughs> it's already been fucked up, Steve. Oh, no. No. That's my best friend, Steve. He's a lawyer and a damn good one, too. Wow. Well, thanks for the advertisement, I guess. So cool. So are we going to hit play on the on the show? Or do you want to read the synopsis No, first? no, I was going to have to read this stupid shit. I got to read this fucking stupid shit, and I don't fucking know... Where it is? There it is. Found it. Got it? All right. Here we go. Tonight's episode is Show Down. Directed by Kevin Altieri. Story by Kevin Altieri, Paul Dini, and Bruce W. Tim. Teleplay by Joe R. Lansdale. This episode came out on September 12th, 1995. And this week's villain is Ra's al Ghul and Arcady Duval. That Arcady, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, he is. Wikipedia says Ra's al Ghul, or Raish al Ghul, narrates a story from his past in which Jonah Hex stops his plan to destroy the Transcontinental Railroad, which is being completed in 1883 by using a war blimp. <laughs> So, this is a Paul Denny and Bruce Tim story. I I actually remember this one from a, as uh, watching as a kid, and uh, I enjoyed it then, and I enjoyed it now. I I thought this was a real fun one. I like this little like uh, sort of one-off story introducing Jonah Hex and whatnot. I don't know what you thought of it. You know, Steve. Actually, I didn't really care for this episode that much. I am not a fan of Jonah Hex. And I I wasn't a fan when I first came across him in this episode. And I uh, am not a fan of him today. And I wasn't a fan of him when Josh Brolin played him in the Jonah Hex movie with Megan Fox. Yeah, I, I didn't just, like that I don't movie. know what it is. I don't like Jonah Hex. I, I like the mix of um, Western that they do in this. And so I, I did – you know, we were talking about before – uh, and then fleshing out Rachel Ghoul, I guess, as as well. Because, you know, we were talking when they kind of were first 
I introduced you to Rachel Ghoul, trying to figure out how old he was. We thought maybe he was that little boy in the the temple and the arcade. You know, so obviously, yeah. you know, he wasn't because this is uh, this story. I think is before that even happened. That was in like the 1900s or something like that, and this is in the 18. 18- uh, 83 and he's already an old man you know so he's you know lived hundreds of years or whatnot and it's just another sort of fleshing out of Rachel Ghoul and like his whole thing you know I thought it was interesting seeing uh, whatever his name is his right hand man you know has never aged apparently so Ubu. he's been Ubu's been with him for forever you know and they were in those like silly sailor <laughs> uh, outfits. I thought was kind of funny, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I I enjoy the, these like weird sort of sci-fi ish uh, westerns. You know, you know that sort of uh, I don't know how to categorize it, but I feel like that's what this one kind of was. You know, where it brings in that sort of fantasy element, um, and I don't know. Yeah, I liked it. I thought, and then I, I liked the twist because I kind of thought throughout the whole thing that the person he was going to rescue was Jonah Hex. And I thought that, that was kind of a nice little twist that, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, that he was, it was his son, the, the bad guy, Arcady, who was a piece of shit. He's like, even though he's a piece of shit, he's my son. So I'm going to, I'm going to take him and, and, you know, throw him in a Lazarus pit or whatever he was going to do with him at the end. I thought that, Wait, I thought that as was a nice. kid, as a kid, you thought he was, Raish was trying to go save Jonah Hex in modern present day. It bo- yeah, both times watching it, I thought that he was, you know, going to pick. That's what who, who he was uh, taking out of that hospital. Okay, well, uh, the, rewatching it for this show, um, I obviously knew the twist, and when I saw it as a kid, I didn't give a shit um, at all. Now I just looked at it uh, right now, Steve. I just uh, went back and saw when. Um, the Avatar episode took place, the episode with Rachel Ghoul in Egypt that we thought was Raish as a kid, right? Uh-huh. That was in 1898, yes, and this episode takes place, as we said earlier, this episode takes place in 1883. Mm-hmm. So definitely so like said, not Raish in that episode. Mm-hmm. I think I made that speculation, and I was wrong. Uh-huh. Um, I do find it interesting, though, that Batman Robin listened to this flashback on audio cassette. <laughs> I thought that was fucking amazing. Like put it in the flashback. All right, get ready. It was like a fucking book on tape. It was nice. It. it was a good uh, yarn that that was spun. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it must have been. I, I thought this was yeah. To me, it was this this whole thing. You know, of like I guess like the interesting of like Westworld and like why people like westerns and stuff. But it, all, it piqued all my interest. I liked it. I thought they did a good representation. They had brothels. That was kind of funny. Hurting they girls, did. Oh, that know. was weird. That was really weird. So, like, okay, first they had Arcady Duval. I think he's like someone that like hurts one of the girls real bad, and and so like the uh, the the madam or you know has to like go after. And I'm all of a sudden I'm just thinking of like Unforgiven, thinking Deadwood. Yeah, I thought that was great. It, it's very Unforgiven. Yeah, it's the, very, the whole very, very Unforgiven. And- yeah, I thought that that's you know was kind of cool about it. I mean, I, I knew of Unforgiven as a kid. Did you know of Unforgiven as a kid? I saw it in the theaters. You did? You saw it in the theaters? Uh huh. Well, I didn't see it in the theaters. I, I I just knew my dad knew of it, and then I saw it eventually on like rental. Yeah, we went and saw it. There was a we had a Clint East, there was a Clint Eastwood impersonator at the theater. We stood in this like oh my long God, really? line. Yeah, young Clint or old Clint? It, it was just some guy that was wearing uh, oh. you know a. Uh, I don't even think it was a Clint Eastwood impersonator. It was a cowboy impersonator that was walking around, you know, uh, 
entertaining the crowd. This is like when you had to wait in a long line to get into the theater, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, that's totally gone now, huh? Uh, uh-huh. And so they well, maybe in theater. small towns it still exists. I don't know. But big towns it definitely doesn't exist anymore. I mean, yeah, everyone gets, you know, seats it beforehand. Um, Arcady Duval is played by Malcolm McDowell and Rachel Ghoul, played as always by David Warner. But Malcolm McDowell does a great job of being a fucking asshole as Arcady Duval. I liked it. I liked the way he was able to play the character. Did you know that he was his his son? I didn't. I actually did not know that. And uh um I do not remember that from as being a kid seeing this episode. What? Well, yeah. In fact, I, I mean, think that was when the we whole talked about twist. Go ahead. I mean, that, I thought that was like kind of I thought you said you you remembered the twist that he was rescuing Arcady. Yeah, he was rescuing like somebody working for him, uh, but not not Jonah. That he was getting his Specifically, son. I remember it not being Jonah Hex. Because I remember, like, like you know, the idea that Jonah Hex was this weird one-off cowboy that with a weird mangled face, and I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on, and why this guy seems so cool, and you know, it's okay. So there's something about Jonah Hex. It's the same with Lobo. I just don't care for the two of them. I don't know. It's the way DC writes them, and or the way that DC, you know, curates their characters. That those particular characters, I just don't like them. I, I am not fans of Jonah Hex or Lobo at all. And I have a lot of trouble with New Gods, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Apocalypse stuff. Uh, the only thing about Apocalypse I like is Darkseid. That bird is not bad. Yeah. I, you know, I, I do like these sort of one-off episodes. And for whatever reason, having an uh, episode about this sort of Western uh, bounty hunter he doesn't run me the wrong way. It's like he's totally different than Lobo. Lobo was kind of like that sarcastic, uh, you know, fast-talking guy. So I could see why that kind of character is kind of annoying. What I did think was fun was because this is a story that's kind of being told through Raish's perspective. Is that you know yeah. he much he he puts it he paints himself as such a benevolent person, but at the same time with these lofty goals of basically stopping you know society from expanding. Because he knows that that's you know gonna doom all of mankind and that sort of stuff, so it's like this sort yeah. of uh, revisionist uh, storytelling on his perspective. But uh, I thought you kind of got little hints of that. Do you think Jonah Hex, and, and uh, regardless that we know about Jonah Hex being a character in DC and in the universe of DC, all that stuff, regardless of that, in this context only, not attached to anything else. Is it possible Jonah Hex could it just be a complete like figment, like that's created by Raish for the storytelling purposes for Batman and Robin? He's like, yeah, and then there was this cowboy, and he had a mangled face, and the dude was super cool, and he wouldn't touch a single prostitute, like you know, like all that stuff. Do you think Raish like maybe put some color into the story a little bit more, a little extra? Uh, you know, I I guess that's a good theory. That's uh, I kind of took that like um, what Raish saw in Jonah Hex, he sees in Batman. You know, that sort of like totally obviously spirit. You know, and so that he's telling him this story about like he's been around so long, he's seen other uh, you know heroes that have yeah. a muster or whatever. That's what I saw it as as a kid, and that's when I was just like, oh, so it's not a Batman episode. Uh, all right. I mean, the airship, the Phoenix, I think they call it, is awesome. And the fucking entire third act battle on it is awesome. It really is. It, it's just 
One of the things that they do really well in the show is third acts, and this is one of those amazing, like, just crazy third acts. It feels like Wild Wild West, but good. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's like the it's like oh this is what you guys should have done for Wild Wild West. Yeah, when spider. did Wild Wild West come out? Ninety nine. Ah, yeah. So they should have uh, looked at this episode and copied it a yes. little bit more with their they absolutely should have and airships. I liked the cavalry joke in this thing where basically they uh, I think Jonah Hex blows up a bomb inside the airship, but they have the cavalry has the one guy with the gun from far away and he shoots and then yes. And the airship has a big explosion. I I, I love those little uh, visual jokes that they do, and they do them yeah, so like, well. Oh, I did you know, that. That's like a, a kind of a common thing that they do throughout the DC uh, stuff is those little like touches of humor. And one of the other things that I thought was fun that they always do because this is a show for kids is that they had the little kid. You know when they were doing the mayor was doing it just happened. Uh, doing his little uh, announcement. They have the little kid just, like, jumping up in the background trying to see what's going on because he's too short, you know. And that's, like, a classic, yeah, that's cool you know, detail. little kid uh, from their perspective. You're like, oh, I get that. that that's uh, that's me or, you know, whatever. I, I like those little touches, them remembering mm-hmm. the, the childhood experience. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That, that is – I mean, there's, there's great stuff in this episode. I mean, I just didn't care for the hero. It doesn't mean I don't, like – enjoy this narrative i do i did enjoy the narrative um and i do like the, this third act so fucking much like everything they put to it like the sword fight that they have between jonah hex and arcady like it's great exactly. sword yeah. fight like on an airship that's exploding and then falling out of the sky like that's so cool and i love that there's a golden spike in this and when i was a kid i had known all about the golden spike so for me even though this wasn't like you know historically accurate about the golden spike I still knew of it and was like, oh, that's cool. I can connect to that because I had gone to the Stanford Museum and they had the Golden Spike there at one point. I don't think they still do, but they used to. And they had that Golden Spike and I was just like, oh, that's so cool, which is not like a real fucking spike they put into the ground. I mean, they did for like maybe a minute, but like it was like celebratory, right? Like it's just this like trophy to say like, oh, we finally completed the railroads and I think they did it in Utah. But uh, I don't remember when, but I, I remember like, you know, thinking to myself like, Obviously, there was no fucking airship battle with, like, you know, Rachel Ghoul above it mm. with some fucking nasty Jonah Hex cowboy looking guy. But I thought I was like, just it was kind of cool that they drew from some reality, some his- historical, yeah. yeah, actual like footnote. Mm-hmm. That's uh, for sure. I think that's what's always fun about historical fiction is that they draw upon these things that connect you to the story, but then they make it a, a, some sort of. Uh, fantastical thing that's going on um, mm-hmm. those and then Raish of course is escaping right now uh, and I I noticed when he's escaping I'm like that's fucking Leonardo da Vinci's like uh, design for an aircraft isn't it oh yeah I think so it looks exactly like da Vinci's like uh, uh, sketches of uh, of like a, a flight and like the planes and whatnot or whatever he would have had then so I was like that's pretty cool like you know Raish is is so old or worldly or whatever. He might have actually had like Da Vinci sketches, mm-hmm. you know, or or Da Vinci's actual aircraft itself that he you know he got when he was a little boy stole from Da Vinci. Because we have no idea how old Raish is. Mm-hmm. This explosion is awesome, and I look how they put a mountain in front of it when it goes off, so you can really get the scale. So there's like a mountain behind it, and then there's like a mountain in front of it. 
It's so fucking big, and it's out there in the desert, so it has that feeling of watching like those Trinity and Beyond like documentaries when you like white light black rain when they like show like you know the testing of nukes and whatnot. Like it's just so fucking cool. I love it's such great imagery. It's this really is a, a well put together episode. Um, I I do think though <laughs> that I did not like. That, no, no, I just didn't care for it much for the for the uh, for the character Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and that that's a big thing to be honest. Like not to like the main character is not a fucking good thing. Like that's not good. You can have a great narrative, but your fucking characters suck. People aren't going to enjoy them. And I, I came here for Batman, not Jonah Hex. Like, I didn't fucking tune in to watch this because I wanted to see fucking what the new adventures of Jonah Hex and Robin. Uh, you know, I, I guess that's what I find fun about these things is that when they start expanding the universe and, like, it sometimes doesn't, it though. doesn't happen. Yeah, it does. That's the, This it is the first really. time that Jonah Hex It doesn't really. Arcady yeah. Duval is a nothing character, goes nowhere. Batman lets fucking Raish get away with the crime, which is taking Arcady away, I guess. And then on top of that, like, like Jonah Hex is never brought up again. Arcady Duvall's never brought up again. Raish never mentions he has a son before this or after this. I think Jonah Hex is in a Justice League episode later. Is he? Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll have, we'll, have, we'll have to get there. But, like, <laughs> yeah. there's no real referencing this. I wonder even if that episode does exist, Steve. That if it even calls back to things that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. This is a one-off, but it's so one-off. With a major character like Rachel Ghoul, it shouldn't be a one-off. This should be tied into Avatar and Demon Quest and all that shit. Like, it should have some real tie-in to all of those things. And it doesn't. It's just about him fucking getting his son, and and Batman's like, well, you know what? You cause all this crime, but because he's your son, you can have him. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so it's this really cool narrative in this Western period, and it's a great period piece. But then it has a shitty hero and the worst outcome to the resolution ever. Well, I just disagree. I don't. I I think you're wrong, but. How old is fucking Arcady Duval supposed to be? Isn't Robin like he's gonna be over a hundred years old or some yeah, shit? Yeah, like I guess that. those Lazarus pits. That's what he's saying. They, those effects but last. That's not how they set up even Lazarus pits beforehand. No, they're like temporary like life adjustments. Uh-huh. Like they're not like I don't think they've given forever. us a full on explanation of the effects of the Lazarus pit to be like that. No, he's probably used it for hundreds of years, so he lasts. The effects of it make him grow for a long – or stay old, you know? He just mails out Who to Arcady and Talia all the time water bottles of Lazarus. They just fucking pour it on themselves, and then the boom, like, re- rejuvenated. The Lazarus pit takes them back to a young age, but it probably also lets them stay – keeps them from dying for the effects of it, you know, so they can just Forever stay and old. ever. Who knows? Well, he doesn't even like Arcady. He, like, fucking ditched out on him and left him to fucking die on the airship. He's like, whatever, oh, I yeah. have no son. He's a piece of shit. I have no son. By the way, son, I'm going to keep giving you that Lazarus Pit shit because you were, like, 80 years old and 18 fucking, like, 83, and now you're over 100 years old in fucking 1995. It's weird. It's fucking weird. The timing doesn't work. He's doing a lot of Lazarusine, 
Lazarus scene didn't seem like something that you were throwing on willy-nilly. It makes you crazy, apparently, when you jump in, and you go fucking psycho and try to kill everyone around you, and he's just, like, giving it to his daughter and his fucking son, like, all the time. Well, who knows about all know. the time? I don't I, You know, uh, there's a lot of surmise. 1883, Arcady... Okay, let's be honest. He's not 80. In 1883, Arcady Duvall is probably, what, 30? 30 years old? Uh-huh. At most? Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. So in 1995? Well, you know, I actually don't think the show's <laughs> supposed to take place in... years old. Do you think this show's supposed to take place in 1995? Yes. Is that, like, its timeline? It's, like, very confusing. You know, the show has, like, feels like it's a 1940s or 50s... Uh, At times. ...dynamic. Or maybe 70s. Like, it has some technology. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. That's the trick. That's so. the trick, right, Steve? You can't tell when this show takes place, so but we don't know probably, how the timeline works. It's work. probably present day. It's probably when it's airing, it's taking place in 95. You're probably right. And, Steve, one of the final things for me that I want to mention about Showdown is that this is officially the last episode we will have watched of Season 4. We will have seen the entire contents of Season 4 after this episode is now complete. Does that make sense what I've said so far to you? Uh, the season four air date, right? No, no, no. Because this, uh, uh, the final episode of season four, uh-huh. like the final, final episode of it's season showdown. four was Line in the Unicorn. Uh, okay. But production okay. order. Right, but production order. The, but it's like so weird that they consider this a season four that it, it it's just, it was a one week of episodes. <laughs> it aired like the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. And that's season four. It all aired in, in one week. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? It's so I don't weird. know if I would consider that. That's why they they like, I don't even know, production-wise, they just consider these like volumes. You know? Well, it's based around the way they like aired things, right? But like, they still call them season four. So season four is the terrible trio, Showdown, Catwalk, A Bullet for Bullock, and The Lion and the Unicorn. But we have seen the terrible trio already, Catwalk, A Bullet for Bullock, and The Lion and the Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Showdown is our last episode of season four. So now we've watched, based on air dates, what is season four. We've watched the entire season. That's crazy. And it aired in 95, so late. So late. And, and what's really weird is that season three of, of Batman the Animated Series is the new adventures of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Completely different hand-drawn show, new style uh, to the characters. And then all of a sudden you go into season four, and it's like all the like you know deleted episodes, the lost episodes of season two. And it's just weird to think that like you're jumping b- back to this new Why season it? of all this old animation. Yeah, I guess you know, I guess the season four is much more like just holdovers that they didn't like, that they weren't planning on really using. It's kind of like... <laughs> What what's more likely? I don't right, and so the terrible trio was not a good episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I showdown. Say... I think it's like half a good episode. Yeah, catwalk was kind of a lame episode. That's the episode in which Catwoman is trying to like you know be reformed. Uh-huh. A bullet for Bullock is actually an episode that won an Emmy. So they were like, whatever. Wait, uh, that one's garbage. It's all Bullock. It actually wins an Emmy for music. And then there's a line in the unicorn, another garbage episode with a garbage villain in Red Claw. Mm-hmm. And the main character's Alfred in that episode. A good amount of these ones are the, the episodes that weren't Batman-centric. You're right, Steve. You're absolutely right. Yeah, most of these uh, episodes are more focused on um, the antagonist or create a different yeah. protagonist. 
Yeah. Showdown, Land of the Unicorn, and Bullet for Bullock. Well, that's why I give it a 2.5 out of 5, boys. Whatever. What do you give it? Uh, Four. Four out of five? Okay. Uh-huh. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know who loves Jonah Hex? Who? Anuj does, Steve. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you, yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. He's the founder of Feedspot. Oh, I'm excited. Have you checked Anuj. out our Feedspot numbers recently? I have not. Will you do that for us? All right. I'm going to do it. Now, Anuj is our good friend. He runs Feedspot, and he started this one particular blog called top 25 batman podcasts on the web and if you go to blog.feedspot.com slash batman underscore podcasts backslash i guess you can find out more podcasts like this that do batman but nothing as lame as this that's that's right good some good positive positivity Woo! our podcast sucks we're still number 10 we're still number 10. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 25. Last updated Don't January 5th, 2020. <gasps> January 5th? Mm-hmm. Wow. We should keep track of everyone else and see who's being knocked off because they suck. So check out that uh, URL. You can find it in the link below. Um, it will put, I'll put it in the description as they Ooh. say in the podcasts. People go, I'll just put it in the description <laughs> Guess what? I never fucking read descriptions. Ever. Ooh, ever. You show them. I don't read descriptions for my own show. I don't even know what's in there. I see them. It pops up when I uh, look at really? it on Spotify. I just pay a fucking homeless dude to, like, fucking write shit into that. What? The homeless man we have that writes everything and uploads our stuff and cuts our episodes. He works for Chips. Oh, Tortilla really? chips, half bags usually work fine. Just get him a half bag of chips, about a month old, it's okay. He's good. He doesn't need dips or anything like that. Only in Hollywood. Only in Hollywood. Only but in seriously, Hollywood. there are a lot of homeless people out there, and they will just, like, they'll do stuff for you. Just, like, pay them a little bit of money. You don't have to fucking, like, tell anyone about it. They'll do some stuff for you. All right, so are anything we done with this want. episode? Is that, is that the end of this one? Cool stuff. Well, I find it's easier to deal with homeless people than it is to like drive around to like Home Depot and like have to pick up, you know, Mexicans. I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know how to converse with a homeless person. I can at least scream at them and they can scream back at me and we understand each other fine. Great bat stuff, Steve. Cool boy nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time, same cool bat channel. Cool boy, Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of Showdown or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Batman and Beyond Coolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy, Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Biases from Bat Ballard. And that's Biases from Bat Steve. 
So cool. Batman and Beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and Beyond. Uh-